What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. It's late. But don't hold it against us. All right, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I am Wesley Euler. He is Arthur Motes here on the show. Between the pair of us, we got a decade of NFL experience and two really good heads of hair. You guys know the drill by now. You want to get involved. You want to get at us. Question, comments, concerns, reactions anytime here this afternoon. And get at us on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. And you know what, Mozi? What's the word, bro? Should we take a couple phone calls today? Man, you know I'm down for whatever, whenever, however. And you over here apologizing, talking about forgive us for being a couple minutes late. I'm saying, yeah, we owed y'all that anyways from a couple shows ago, so we ain't tripping. In fact, we still probably got another 10 minutes, 15 minutes of bonus time ah. owed to us that we have not fully exercised just yet. So it's a good point by you. We're not apologize until we run over that full 15 minute, 20 minute allotment from all the shows and all the overtime that we've, you know, accumulated between the two of us. I think that's only fair. Yes. And I, I'm with you on that one. We are off and running here on a Friday. Mozi, we'll give the phone number. Because, again, I, I, I know phone lines that gets everybody excited. Phone lines, oh, my God. Remember, you know, I'm, I'm producing this thing, too. So, obviously, I'm not going to be able to answer your phone. He's going to answer right in the middle of his segment. In, in the fact, middle of the segment. While he's making his point, when he's giving his takes, just call right in the middle of it. He will stop the take. You're a jabroni. You right know in the moment. You're very professional. Just for your phone call. Because if, that is the standard that he has set here. If people know anything about this show, it's that we're professional and we mm-hmm. are fact-based. That's all we are, man. We don't speculate. We don't do anything that's off the beaten path. And we definitely do not ever chase after shiny objects. About 20 minutes or so from now when we go to our first break, I will give the phone number. Uh-oh. We'll see if we can get a couple up on the line during I mean, during, know, right? during during break. We'll see if we can have a little fun with our new phone lines here in the studio. You know, the new studio, Arthur Motes, it giveth and it taketh. That's a very, it, very accurate it, st- it, it, it taketh. T- that's definitely not a word. Don't care. It taketh oh, a little bit when we got in here. And that's why we were like five, six minutes late getting on yeah, air. But it yeah. also gives with phone lines and with new sound system, new phone system that will hopefully treat us well. And the thing that's going to be interesting, too, this go around, do you remember uh, this would have been last year when we had, we still were, you know, in the middle of no phone, but we were like, hey. The roulette? Yes. We could get one day, person online at a time? And we remember the first couple of times, everybody oh, was calling. Right. And then that one time, nobody, nobody called. called. They and we're us, like, They left wow. us on red. It was like all these other times y'all been complaining they about the phones and all this other stuff. Yeah, so today is going to be a good day to see just how activated, just how involved and included mm-hmm. the power grid truly is. I got a feeling they're not going to let us down. You're going to get your chance. I got a feeling they're going to come get through. Chance. You I, get chance. I, I, I've got faith in the power grid, but we will see uh, how that goes. You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, mm-hmm. Arthur Motes. Motsi, can I put you on the spot a little bit here? Is that okay? Since um, since we didn't have— I would have, not expect anything less from you, actually. We, we didn't have our normal prep time because, again, mm-hmm. some some issues in the studio when we got in here today. And uh, Shout out to our engineer, Jeff, for helping yes. us get those results. Yes, Jeff, you're a lifesaver. We big, greatly appreciate you. Big shout out to our guy, Jeff. Uh, Motsi, I had an idea. For, Talk about it. Let's do it. For kind of, you know, I was going to get to it yesterday if we had time, but mm-hmm. we've had all these great conversations, and that's been good. And, you know, we got plenty of content to get to throughout the course of the offseason here. And obviously, at some point today, we're going to talk about these playoff games, this divisional round, give some thoughts, some predictions on those as well, too. But I wanted to wrap up three things Thursday for the mm-hmm. year 
but do it in remember at the halfway point of the season how we yeah. we focused three three things Thursday on the Steelers. Correct. Here's three areas that we like. Mm-hmm. Here's three areas that we dislike. Yeah, we normally use it as a scouting tool for the upcoming opponent. Correct. Let's, let's look at our team as well too. Can we do that like an end of the year put a bow on it? Is somebody on this show uh, likes to say? Why the heck can't we do that? How about, you know, I think you're asking the wrong question. Don't ask, what can't I do for you? Ask, what can I do for you? Three encouraging, three good things yes, for yes. the Steelers as we head into the offseason. Mm-hmm. Three concerns, ah, yes. three bad things. Yes, yes. Do you want me to go first since I'm kind of putting you on the spot, or do you still want to um, lead us off as usual? I kind of would to think about like it? for you to okay. go first. Yes, Perfect. that would be very nice. Just answer me this. You want to start with the good or the bad? Ah. Uh, well, I think we've already had enough bad to start our morning off. Let's start with some good. Uh, see, that's why I love having you around here. Number one, at the top of my list, again, three things Thursday, putting a bow on the Steelers' season, three things that we're encouraged about, three things that we're a little pessimistic, a little concerned yeah. about. Number one, Najee Harris and Dan Moore Jr. And and, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm leaving Pat Frymuth out of this conversation mm-hmm. because I think he's going to be a very good player, and we talked about that a little bit yesterday, actually, in some Creed Humphrey hindsight conversation. But with Naj and with Dan Moore, I think you saw it building week by week. I think you saw some really great moments. And again, not, not that Frymuth didn't have those two, but I'm just so confident with these two. Coming into this season... You knew you needed a number one running back, and you knew you needed to start the process of rebuilding that offensive line that not too long ago was amongst the best units in the entire National Football League. Uh, For me, Najee Harris, Dan Moore Jr., I am confident, I am excited about what those guys are going to do in 2022 and and hopefully long time beyond that. Quick question. Mm -hmm. You dropped two names. Is that... Two no, it's just one. Your, oh, the, that's one. The two rookies, oh, Najee Dan Moore Jr. I'm gosh. very encouraged about what they mean for the future of the offensive line in this run game as we roll into the offseason. Okay, God, that's what you're doing here. Okay, so for me, man, um, if we're gonna stick with singular individuals or it just you to can, start you know, off, you right? can go wherever you want. For me, yeah. man, um, I'll start with Najee as well. I think that what he did coming in showed up the run game. Um, in a sense of we know now is one less piece that we have to worry about. We know that we need to focus more on the offensive line, whereas last year there was the 50-50. Do you believe it was O-line or do you believe it was running back? And uh, obviously we saw part of us get that right in terms of making the upgrade at running back, and we saw what Najee was able to do over 1,200 yards on the ground, the Mm -hmm. all-purpose yards, just impactful plays as a whole. So he is the first thing or the first person that I'm probably most excited about right now going forward because it's not a lot of negative that I could talk about with him right now. Yeah. It's just not. You know what I mean? Like I can't even point to bad plays or bad games from him in particular this season. So, yeah, and I think that he was finishing stronger and stronger. Now, granted, we know he had the elbow injury and that ultimately limited his effectiveness Mm -hmm. in the postseason. But as a whole – I thought that he was a guy that continued to get better as the season went on. I completely agree with you. Number two, mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of cheat a little okay. bit again. Cam and TJ. And again, I don't, I don't want to make – why is Minka not in this? All right. Mm-hmm. When Cam and TJ, when those two play well, when those two have five-star performances, when those two are on their A game, mm-hmm. man, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a really good chance to win. And, yeah, Minka relates to that, and Joe Hayden relates to that, and, and Alex. There, there's a lot of other, again, it, I, 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 you got to have some nuance with these. But, man, knowing that you have Cam Hayward back on what is going to be a young team once again, having that veteran leadership, having that example day in, 
and day out. Knowing that you got TJ Watt back in the prime of his career, locked down to a long-term contract, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year in a couple weeks. To have him from all your young guys to observe and to learn from as well, too. The combination of the veteran savvy and still insanely productive first-team All-Pro Cameron Hayward, along with the young stud, best edge rusher in the NFL, guy who's going to be there for a while, and Trent Jordan Watt. To me, that right there, and then you you, you start adding Minka and some of these other guys that we've talked about, you have, while, while there needs to be some retooling and some reworking on the foundation, you have a nice bones of that defense. And anytime you've got TJ, you've got Cam, and certainly Minka for this part of the conversation too, when those guys play well, when those A players bring their A-level performance you got a great chance to win games, and, and they're going to have that going forward. I like that. And I just remember, too, this is first because I feel like we're copying each other right now. Because for me, similar in uh, one of the names, but same family. Um, For me, I tip, uh, for me, my second thing that I like is Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. I thought that that pass rushing tandem is something that I can hang my hat on for the next two to three years. Yes. With Cam, the reason I don't include him is because of his age. Um, At what point? Does he fall off that cliff? At what point does he say, you know what, I'm tired of playing? We have to assume that's within the next one to three years, potentially in that vein. Hopefully it's longer, but just, you know, based on the history of those guys sure, in that position, sure. that's typically where it is. So for me, thinking about Alex Highsmith, especially since we already have TJ's deal done, I just, I'm really excited about that because Highsmith took great leaps and strides this year in terms of his productivity, not just as a pass rusher, but as a run defender. Something that I thought elevated him, something that helped him yep. stand out even more. And we saw his play even go up even more so when he had some adversity. The Melvin Ingram situation from this season, where during the season, comments are being made during the season, you know he's disgruntled largely because he feels like he should be out there more than you. And yet, and still, Alex still was able to stay focused, still was able to remain productive, continue to get better as the season progressed, as we saw his play down the stretch, coming up with timely plays, even in the postseason, getting his first career sack in the postseason. That's huge for him, man. I thought that as a whole, he was somebody that really impressed, but you throw him with TJ, and I'm extremely about those two guys. Yeah, cousin. There's again, we we know that there there needs to be reinforcements there, but you you certainly have a a a nice uh, starting point as it relates to the future, the next chapter of that Steelers defense for sure. You ready for the last one? Let's get it. The good, the final, the encouraging with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I talked a little offense. You know, I talked a little defense. Mm-hmm. Arthur Mutz, there's three sides of the football. I would hope it is. Chris Boswell. Okay. And this is another one that might make sense. Like, really, you're bringing up the kicker when you're talking about encouraging things going into 2022? Folks, don't take him for granted. I would agree. How many games has Boswell won the Steelers? How many games has Boswell uh, kept the Steelers able to at least score points when the offense wasn't able to get into the red zone or into the end zone? Kicker is such a factor for so many teams around the league. And for years now, other than the year that he was hurt, right? Which was that eighteen or nineteen? Uh, nineteen. No, eighteen. 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 Correct. Season, yeah. Correct. Um, other than two thousand and eighteen, when he was hurt, he has been one of the two guys in the NFL that you can stone cold count on. The other one plays in the division for Baltimore. Everybody knows who I'm talking about, but it is a clear um, president and vice president of kicking operations in the National Football League. And, uh, and it's Justin Tucker and it's Chris Boswell. And you got one of those guys. And, again, it might sound funny that that's on my list, but to not have to worry about that, to know what you've got there in Boswell, again, 
don't take him for granted because, you know, the moment he gets hurt or the moment he's not there, all of a sudden, those games that you play a lot in the NFL, you're not coming out on top as often. Um, we've had a chance to experience that firsthand, unfortunately, so hopefully we don't have to experience that ever again. But I do like that. For me, man, the last thing that I thought um, that I was, I guess I like still about this team as a whole is the experience that this was a year that was unique for a lot of those players, whether you're talking rookies or even the guys who've been there for a while. Why was it unique? Because we saw this team struggling mightily at times. We saw this team have losing streaks of multiple games. We saw this team have to play through adversity, go into overtime, tie a game. We've seen, we, we saw this team go into the postseason and think about themselves that what was okay during the season or what people or fans or media may pat you on the back and justify solely because you were able to win a game. You learned that, Hey, we don't care about what they think. Yeah. It's a higher standard when you're talking football. And if you allow yourself to continue to feel cuddled and cotted when you know, you're not playing well solely because, Hey, you found a way to beat the Seahawks with Gino. You found a way to beat Justin Fields with the bears. Like, just because you do that does not mean that you're a good team. It means that, you know, you still have your holes. It means that you still have to stay focused on progressing as the season goes along. And that is something that I hope and that I do feel this team has learned because of how the postseason went for them and how they saw where you can't just play one quarter. You can't just have a good moment. You have to make it last for four quarters. You have to do enough throughout the week, throughout the season, so that way you're even in better positioning matchup-wise come postseason as well. So for me, the experience as a whole is something that I definitely like for this team. No, I, I love that. Uh, I do. It what is, did you I know, say? It was adversity builds character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and we've talked about how this is a very young football team. You know, you take Ben out of the equation, and we all think that that's going to be the case in 2022. You've got a lot of very good veterans in, in your Cam Haywards and in your Joe Haydens. But, man, there are, there are a lot of, of guys that are still – and obviously, you know, T.J. Watts crossed over into that territory, certainly. There's a lot of guys on this team that play important roles that are still mm -hmm. on their rookie contracts. Yes. Um, and that experience, that savvy, I'm, I'm with you, is, is, is always a good thing when, when you've got a team as young as the Steelers. The youth movement is real. It's all about the youth, Arthur Motes. The and youth are the future. Youth and experiences, man. I'm always big on experiences because I do feel like, for me, as a player that – was in Buffalo for a while, right, where I never got that postseason experience. When you hear guys talk about the intensity level, when you hear guys talk about the detail associated to your work in terms of the little things, they're not magnified in the regular season. So it's hard to emulate that or even comprehend it if you've never been exposed to it. But when, you, when we came here in Pittsburgh, and obviously in 2014, we lost in the first round of the playoffs. We, I share the story all the time. We learned from that, though. It helped us to focus and understand that, hey, these games that we take for granted, these games that we're like, hey, we can drop, it doesn't matter, it is significant because when you're talking about playoff seeding, it does have a bigger effect. It does have a ripple effect on it. You know, when you match it up with some of these guys. Sure, sure. And that is an element that we had to understand, but we would have never understood that if we didn't go in the postseason and fail first. And for this wave of guys right here, this new class of guys, that is going to be what they remember. This year and last year, they've had, what, two situations where they went in here and got their butts kicked. Mm -hmm. Flat out, no excuse, no nothing. We could justify what we want to, but at the end of the day, they got their butts kicked. Mm -hmm. So for them, they have to understand it, and I do feel like that is going to help them 
understand the intensity level that they need to work with during the offseason. They're going to understand that, hey, you can't miss that much time. You can't miss all OTs. You can't miss all the training camp and still expect to be the player that we all yeah. believe that these particular individuals can be. Unless you're T.J. Watt and you're visiting from another planet. But no, but even, <laughs> even with him, right? We all get mad about the not breaking the sack record, but we could talk about how, man, what if he was available in training camp? Does that mean he's going to be in better condition so the groin isn't miss, the issue? Does he miss less time throughout Exactly, the season. you miss less time. Now you might even shatter that 25 record. 25 sacks. And that's the part for me where we talk about it's less about just a record. It's more about your full potential because that is what I feel like at times hurts some of these players. When we talk about, hey, man, the guy's good enough because he's the best player on this team right now. Well, I don't care if you're just the best player on this team. I want you to be the best player in the division. I want you to be the best player in this conference if that's what you're capable of. Be that. But I do feel like you have to have some of these growing pains. Sure. Some of sure. these, you know, less glamorous endings to seasons where it, 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 even though it was successful in a sense, you still feel like, dang, man, we left something out there. Mm-hmm. Still dang, meat on you that You know what bug. I mean? Absolutely. And I do feel like this is a situation for them that is prime for them to grow from this. I, uh, that's very well said by the man with the decade of NFL experience. What say you? You got your good. You got your encouraging. We'll take your bad as well, too. Uh, you know where to get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 Motsi, let's uh, transition to the bad here now. We might have to go to break before we finish this, but we'll give our first one or two here before we do so. The, all right. All right. I want to go first. You want to go bad, first? Go the bad it. is I still can't get in this day going building because I don't have access to th- – all right. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that off my chest for a second. All right. That, that, was, my, that was my first – so my first bad. My second. We got no studio. My second bad is I almost broke the TV. I saw you do it too, buddy. What my chair? I definitely like bang that drink. I, yes. <laughs> I think we might have explained this before, but in our new high tech studios, there's TVs everywhere. Like massive. But they're like 50, right at our 60 inch yeah. flat screens. But some of them are right at our level, right behind us. Like so if directly you, behind if us. If you back yeah. up too quick, yeah, in the middle of Moses' uh, beautifully uh, illustrated lecture, there I uh, I almost cracked the new pla- the new LCD, the new 4K. Yeah. What are we on now? Uh, 8K, 4, 4K, 20K. I My said, mama K. I said plasma, like it's 2007. Say, somebody K. Yeah. Yeah. This this brand new high tech TV behind me just oh, almost man. got it. <laughs> oh, it's a Friday, Arthur Motes. We're just hanging on. We're just surviving. Uh, let's I'm do- still grieving. That, we're, we're in the grieving process. That's the Steelers right. lost this week, That's man. We're right. grieving. Yeah. Just let us live. We, we, us, us, no, no, no. Us diehard fans grieve. You fake fans, y'all have already moved oh, on please. to your WVU team, your basketball. Your team plays Sunday. Jeez. You're, you're worried about WVU Arthur basketball Mets, right now. Let me tell you something. It's impossible <laughs> to move on to WVU basketball when you never stop thinking about W. I mean, like, come on. It's a year-long commitment here. <laughs> We got baseball season rolling up here next, too. I think we got a chance to go to the College World Series. Oh, Lord. Look at y'all trying to follow our footsteps. I see you. That's nice. I I wish you guys would have taken down Oklahoma the second time. Yeah, the second time. That's what we needed, the second time. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know I got no love for the Big 12. I'm hey. rooting, for, rooting for our teams to lose national championship <laughs> games. I don't give a rip sick. about conference <laughs> unity. I'm the Big 12's non-centralized stepchild. He's sick. He said, yeah, I don't want y'all to win it for the conference. No, don't win it for the conference. You, know, you think I'm in the SEC or the Big 10 and I do that whole conference unity thing? Oh, man. I don't even like our – we're the only team that plays in our time zone in our conference. You think I give a rip? Yeah, this is true. One bad before we go to break here, Arthur Yeah, for me, man um, – I Besides hate to do security it. Yeah, access. I hate to do it, but I got to start with them. Oh, offensive line, man. Um, I know the damn more part, and I get it, and I could definitely sit here and make a case for him. But for me, I just don't want to be a person to make them feel like 
this year's performance was okay. Did it improve? Yes. Did they have moments where they looked good? Yes. But as a whole, I still don't feel comfortable with it because right now, as we sit here, I can't even tell you which five linemen I even want to start next year for this team. Really? You wouldn't include Dan Moore in that? Honestly, I'm not 100% sure right now because we talk about the draft, right? And we know as it gets closer, we will be able to dive into it more and say, okay, prospects and things like that. But people trying to sell us on taking a right tackle early. What made Dan so perfect that we don't look to left tackle? That's kind of where I was at with this thing because I feel like, okay, number one, we still have people in-house, right? We talked about the whole Baron situation. I get that. And even with Chooks, we talked about him as it pertains to the open market. But with the left tackle situation, I just still feel like it's a more premium position. Now, granted, he did play well at times. But we also know at times when he was quote-unquote playing well, it was still largely impacting the offense. Case in point, the Browns game. He didn't give up a sack to Miles Garrett. But when we watched the tape, Ben didn't have time to throw that ball. Correct. Ben didn't have time to drop back. Those were two- and three-second routes, and he was still getting hit. And it was by his guy, so it's like, I get it, and I do like him because he is young. And I know that's an extremely tough position. He was going to get some dogs. Yes. He definitely was. But I just don't want to fall into that trap of, well, because you didn't all the way drown, I'm going to be overconfident. Sure, you sure. No, that makes, that makes sense. That's kind of why I'm at with That's like, absolutely fair. I'm not that saying makes you sense. draft the guy in the first round. I'm not even saying you draft the guy in the second round. But I'm not opposed to you bringing a higher level competition in here for him because who did he compete with to win the job? Just think about that. Yeah. How did he get on the Other field? Other guys that were not exactly high on. Chooks was supposed to be the left tackle, mm-hmm. right? Bannon was the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bannon wasn't available because he was hurt at the beginning of the year. They Correct. moved Chooks to left, which made Dan Moore the pseudo left tackle. Correct. He never had to beat anybody out. Correct. So to me, I look at this situation and I say, Can't well, disagree what? with that. And I say to myself, well, what prevents Dan Moore from being Kevin Dotson this year? It's, hey, that's a very Kevin fair, that's a very fair one. point. Kevin Dotson we were all one. We singing this him. time last year. Pro we were bro, all singing. Oh, yeah. He's the yeah. guy, man. We're confident that he can move us going He's forward. He's our next Alan Fanica. Team this year, and we're like, well, was it complacency? Was it health? Was it he fell into the doghouse? Combination just, of those yeah, things. Yeah, and I do think it was yeah. a combination of those things. But at the end of the day, it still goes back to no competition for him. Whereas with Dan Moore, if we're not careful, we could be saying those same things. Now, I don't know Dan's template because I don't know Dan personally. Maybe he says, hey, man, I'm even more committed. I want to work even that much harder. But at the same time, we don't know if the complacency will slip in there. He feels like, well, man, you know, I played all 16, 17 games sure, last sure. year. They didn't draft the guy or bring somebody in. It's I guess job, I'm good. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Sense. That to me is what I'm fretful of, and that's why no, I still Kevin have Dots, the offensive The Kevin right Dotson there, example, I mean, we, we just saw this play out over the past year. Yeah, he was How the guy. How high we were all on him coming into guy. this season. He was the he was last year's Dan Moore. Now, granted, we had a little bit more belief in him because as a whole, the offensive line looked better. Now, granted, it was still a bad line, but it still at least looked better. And we were a lot more higher on him. But now, where we're sitting right now, we're asking ourselves, do we need to bring in another guard? Do we believe he could be the guy? Maybe we move Kendrick over there, let him compete with him. Like, that's where we're at right yeah. now, a full yeah. 12, 12 months later. Yep. Which should not have been the case. Completely agree, partner. Oh. Man, I, I hate I, I tell hate you, that's it. why I, I like it when you, you get don't to, like. I hate it when you get to lecturing and preaching. And Well, that's why I said I want to go with the good first because I felt like, you know, that was going to come off like that, and I didn't want me, it to come off like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off that. This was the second thing that I had listed on the bad, but yeah. it relates to the conversation that we just had. So I'll, I'll go here, and then we'll go to break, and we'll, okay. we'll get to the rest of this. 
after talking all Arthur Motes, what was the number one thing that power people in the Steelers organization? Mr. Rooney, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tom. Are you referring to we got to run that ball? What was the one thing that we heard from them all last season? We're not going to be last running that ball. You talking about running that ball, improving that run game? You talking about that? Arthur Motes, after talking about fixing the run game all offseason, from you know, the they, owner they really to said the GM fix that run game. to the head coach, you didn't fix the run game. You drafted a running back in the first round. You completely turned over your offensive line. And guess what? You still did not fix the run game. That is cons- – and listen, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I expected it to go from 32 to top 10. But you got to at least yeah, be in the yeah. top half of the league. Can, can we get to the 20? Can we get to 16-ish? You know? The mid-teens? That ain't too much to ask for, 14 right? to 18 range? That-, that to me is concerning because you know it was a problem. Mr. Rooney talked about it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Colbert talked about it. Mike Tomlin talked about it. I wonder which one do you think he talks about more in terms of those guys, Mr. Rooney, Kevin Colbert, and uh, Mike Tomlin. Is it – Running the ball, or is it going to be stopping the run? Because, um, yeah. You ever seen the movie? You ever seen the movie Radio Arthur Motes? Oh, I'm, familiar, I'm very familiar. Where he's with radio. at the diner and they yes. ask him, "What kind of pie do you want, apple or cherry?" Yeah. And he says, "I'll take both." Yes. Run game, run defense. We need both. I'll take both. Please fix both, pretty please. Because yes, we're going to continue this on the other side. Okay, here's what we're going to do. What are we going to do? I'm then? sorry, I lied a little bit. I like when you do I, that, though. I still got to play a little catch up. So I don't know if I have time here to, to answer phones during break. Uh, but I promise third you, segment. Third, segment, third segment, next break, I promise you that I will give the phone number and we will try and get some of you on the line. We got some tweets to get to as well. You know where to get to us uh, if you want to get involved there. Phone number coming up at the top of the hour. So don't you dare, or at the bottom of the hour, I should say. Wait so, a minute. So don't you dare <laughs> go anywhere. Arthur Boats, Wesley Euler, having some fun on a Friday. As always, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.